0: Thank you, everybody. Jason Bell's podcast. All. Come Come on. On. We, are here. we are here recording this at Juicy Oasis. Yes, indeed, the home of Super Juice Meat. And we are genuinely, truly blessed uh, to have two people. They're a household name now. If you've been fans of ITVs this morning in particular, they are, of course, the one. That it's the Speakman again. Come, the speaker, Come on. Listen, what's lovely is that the, the perception of who you are is who you are. Um, you are, you're not celebrity therapists, you are phenomenal therapists that happen to be on television. I've got a book you've just given me, kindly give me, so thank you very much. Um, It's called The Key to Upgrading Your Life. I love the size of it. I can't wait to get stuck in.
1: So This is The Key to Upgrading Your Life, so it literally is just that, because there is, you know, you're not born with a handbook or an instruction manual, and, uh, and literally what we've packed in The Key to Upgrading Your Life is literally what we've done in our lives. It's not, you should do this. This is what we did, it worked for us, so we share 12 uh, 12 key top 12 schemas. Should I say, We talk
2: about schemas, yeah. So, so so a, within the box. Right. yeah? so, a schema is a cognitive thought process in medicine and in psychology, it's a framework that allows us to organize and interpret information. But for but normal people, normal people, right? It's yeah. a reference for behavior, okay? That's okay. it, right? So, we've got references for good behaviors and references for bad behaviors. So, when we met, we said, okay. How could we make our world a better place? What would, knowing what we did believe, what would we
0: like to believe that would make our world better? Yeah, so can I ask, when you did meet, I mean, how long ago did you meet? Twenty-seven years ago. So, so how long have you been married?
1: We've been married twenty-two years. Twenty-two years. Ago. Okay, so
0: twenty-seven years you've known each other, and when before you knew each other, or when you first met, were you in? Were
1: you doing this already? No, no. I, I was doing. Was. Eva wasn't. No, it? I wasn't. I was working in the banking industry.
0: Oh right, and then um, you. So Nick, was, you're, you you were doing this already? Yeah. What? So the great thing, Eva,
2: in the banking banking industry, came to me in my office, uh, left, and then and got cast on. Getting, Nothing to do with me. Getting no, I right, you know, rescue, yeah.
1: My yeah. little knight in shining ah, armour ah. there, you know, took over from the police, called my family, my parents, because uh, I was quite young then and uh, took me home. And you're still then, young now, aren't you? I'm very young, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and then to say thank you, I took him for lunch. And, it and kind that's of what just it just went with. from there.
0: 2017, and you've never been happy. I mean, you guys are genuinely happy and you genuinely have a passion for that, even since you've been here, when people inevitably, because they know what you do and you do it so well, that they inevitably say, can I just have five minutes, which is always an hour, we know that. So you're incredibly generous with your time. And actually, it's also your hobby as well. You have a genuine passion for this and you love what you do. But what seems to uh, uh, be apparent is that often it gets misinterpreted interpreted what you do
2: basically we created our therapy we've created um two therapies over the years of as we've experimented with things, and our therapy is called schema conditioning psychotherapy basically um and it's based upon if someone has a traumatic event and most people's issues in the world are created. By a trauma. So if we then instead of talking about symptoms and and you know as people are very like when the trauma is created, they enough have symptomatic behaviours. Instead of looking at the behaviours, what we want to do is look at what was the trauma, because looking on, on a on a line, you've got the trauma, and then as a result of that, you've got anxiety that is then created because of this problem that they've got here, and then because. As time goes on, this person then starts getting depression because they can't, they feel out of control because the anxiety and so on, uh, and all these things, the depression, the anxiety can create a myriad of symptoms. You can start working here and trying to work back, which takes years. Well, our view has always been, how long did it take to get that trauma? Most traumas happen in less than a minute. Yeah, of course. So why? If you've suffered with something for 10 years, why should it take 10 years to get back to this point? Why didn't you, why can't it take a minute to take yeah. it away? And, you know, and that's what we experimented with, uh, over the years. And for at the best part of 20 years, we've been practicing our scheme of conditioning psychotherapy. And that's, you know, and it, it's hugely effective. And which is why when we started working on this morning, you know, nine years ago, the remit was, can you cure someone as a of a phobia live on the show. And we said, yeah, of course, bring them. But on.
0: actually, on the walk this morning, I was talking to you as well. And and one of the things that this morning said to you when you were quote unquote auditioning to be on there, whatever you yeah. call it, was um, that they expected you to bring in the people with you that had the phobias, as if, as if, because that's what they'd done. Previously, and, and you're probably, what, what are you talking about? Clearly, you bring them, otherwise there's no challenge.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we always sort of said, yeah, no, we don't, we're not bothered about meeting these people, just whoever, just bring them on. And we would literally meet them um, on, on the, the sofa, sofa because they couldn't even let us speak to them in the green room because we would invariably, without even realising it, um, start start therapy. So yeah. we, we then sort of said, oh, gosh, no, I better stop that. We, <laughs> we need to keep you separated. <laughs> and, and then we would literally meet them on the sofa. They would be exposed to whatever their fearful of and then literally we would go off for an hour and come back an hour later and not only be exposed to the thing that that they actually saw when they first arrived but they would really ramp it up uh, so for example a lady who had a, a really significant phobia of ice um they tried to show her ice and they couldn't but by the end of the show we had a stud in a tomb of ice so and happily i, I hasten to ask. yeah that's um, the key isn't it yeah yeah yeah, not yeah, yeah. um so but um, going back to our our therapy which we developed ourselves we we sort of what are we we are therapists but uh, we're quite unique in the uh, we developed our own therapy and there's Only ourselves currently um, who are able to do our therapy. That said, two and a half years ago, we were approached by um, a professor and a PhD student from Amsterdam and they came to it was it was quite funny really that we were we were doing a meet-and-greet at one of our theatre tours and uh, we were like oh hello you know we you like a photograph Would you like a sign your brochure and and they were like yes but we <laughs> also want to speak to <laughs> you about therapy um and uh, and they they actually asked us um they said that they'd, they'd heard of our work and particularly with our work in trauma because primarily originally on this morning you will have seen us working with with phobias which which are a trauma in in a way because they usually start with a trauma however then as the as the years went on we started Started working with post traumatic stress disorder and Mm. and some really emotive and and very emotional cases, um, such as a survivor, a a lady who was one of only two survivors of the Yorkshire Ripper, um, a police officer who was first at the scene at the 7 7 bombings, some really inspirational people that were, you know, from from the military, paramedics from the the forces. A host
2: of people from the Tunisia terrorist attack.
1: Yeah. uh, So we've worked with some really really sad cases. I say the sad because what happened was sad but obviously we helped them to get over their issues Um, and um, there was this this thing in the UK, it was always perceived that post-traumatic stress disorder could not be cured and then you've got Nick and I going on TV and literally curing people Um, and the the professors in Amsterdam who who studied trauma, they'd heard about our work and they literally approached us and said look we've heard about you, we don't know whether it's true but we would like to invite you over to Amsterdam, we have a a resident center there and so then the study started so the first study was um it started with 36 people but they had to disqualify six people because what they hadn't anticipated was what if some somebody gets completely over their issue within the eight minutes allocated <laughs>
2: right. what they did they had they had our for eight minutes they had emdr what is that? Explain EMDR it's the number one okay. therapy for trauma okay. basically. Um uh, so they had EMDR as a comparison and then they had a control condition or a placebo and they're all eight minutes. So someone would come in and they would say that whatever it was disturbed them eight eight out of ten, for example. They had the eight minutes therapy and then it would go down to four out of ten. And someone would come in nine and it'd go down to a six, etc. Um so these out of these thirty six people, what they because it's science, it's got to, everything's gotta be exact. Of course. Six people that had our therapy uh, were were actually down to zero, so they were cured essentially in 7.2 minutes because they didn't have the full eight minutes they couldn't include them are you genuinely but, being serious right absolutely,
1: yeah absolutely yeah. 100% even with that okay. even with that the 30 the 30 people that were left our therapy was far more successful and like than significantly that yeah. significantly more and that was successful. really i mean
0: uh, uh, at the time of this recording how long ago is that the, the, that that will have been around
1: that that will have been around 2 years ago maybe 18 months ago okay. so so to do that we trained a phd student um she's now a doctor of uh, she's a clinical psychologist and doctor and um so then we went back and we trained we've trained in our therapy um i think f- now in total maybe five or six master students professors PhD wow. students out there. So the second wave of studies went on, and the second wave of studies was for seventy-five people. Again, our therapy uh, was far more successful. And in the second
2: wave of studies, they also did a follow-up, which they didn't do on the first okay. one. So, they, you know, a week later, two weeks later, a month later. Okay. So,
1: so where we're at now is that um, a book has been published about those findings and about uh, by the PhD student, and it was part of her PhD project. So, so she's um, got a book now about trauma, in which our therapy is mentioned and and the success of it being the most successful therapy and um not only that but they've um submitted a scientific paper wow. to um it's to the journal of um a the behavioral, behavioral therapy, therapy. and experiment, okay. experimental psychiatry and that is pretty much one of the top yeah. science papers in the world of medicine and uh, it looks like well it is going to be published they just asked for a few amendments which so it is imminent so currently the whole study is embargoed um <laughs> and, and although we're talking about it we we can't share sort of Every little detail. We're
0: in a, a world now. It seems that we have to always wait for science to catch up before some in society will take certain therapies seriously.
2: Do you find it extraordinary that? You to- yeah. Do you, do you know what? We've even had emails of people saying, "I've seen you on on this morning. I've seen your work. Followed your work for years. You're amazing. I believe that you're, you're the only people that can cure me. However, can you confirm where you studied? If you're
0: not a doctor, I'm not coming." It's, do you know what I mean? It so it's it's like, when we did our documentary, Superdude, me, it, it was almost irrelevant of, of what results there were. There were always going to be people going, "Well, you're not a doctor." Yeah. Well, actually, that person who now doesn't take any medical drugs—they couldn't give but, a. But is a it as simple doctor's. as? Do you want to talk about it? Or do you want to do it? Yeah. And, and, and that's what we're faced but with. But you get like. to the core. You're very honest in your approach to therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very unusual. Your, your your aim clearly is, whether it's uncomfortable to you or not. this is what what we're going to tell you because you can't live in a certain space and other people might take nine years for therapy. And it's hard for people to get their head around that somebody could have been in therapy for 10 years and genuinely come to you for an hour and it's done
1: ultimately when we're with somebody our primary objective is to change their thinking process and make them feel happier and better and, and more liberated and and freedom of anxiety so what we want to know is you're not born with anxiety you're not born with a phobia ocd right. overeating undereating anger issues low self-esteem uh, eating disorders whatever that might be you're not born with it so what we know is that all those things i've just mentioned incidentally are all symptoms so we know that something created that knowing that you're not born with it so so what all we're interested in is is what started it now what we look at is um how can we give you the evidence to help you to see things for what they are and not how they feel okay Mm -hmm. so a lot of people come to i feel this i feel that and we'll go okay well let's see it for what it is and not how it feels okay so that's that's the first thing and and when we say let's see it for how it is what we do is we look at the situation and we change perspective example you know pretty much most of us have been in love at some point and thought this is it this is the one for me I'm going to love this person for the rest of my life and and you create a schema about this person that you're going to be with them forever and then you find some categorical evidence that they've cheated on you You don't need 10 years. You might have been with them 10 years, but you don't need 10 years for your opinion and perception to change. That's what we're doing. We are finding overwhelming evidence as to why what you're currently believing is not true. And when you accept that and listen to what we're saying, then you will change your perception. Now... You say that we're very straightforward. But we're actually just, we've just been incredibly honest. Sure. Okay. That, that's, that is all it is. So we're just saying, look, we can fluff and we can there, there, yeah, for, for 10 years if you want, or <laughs> you can, you can have it as it is. And then you will feel the, the change instantly. So although we can sometimes be quite straightforward um, and, and to the point, because the people get it. They automatically they get it and then they go, Oh my god, I've never seen it that way before. But it's
0: also unusual to find somebody in in, in this interview. I mean you you do the the complete opposite of looking for repeat business. You know, so do you know yeah. what it's, it's like it's like some people go, Well, I can string this out for five years you know and you'll go, Well actually we'd be stretched to, this for five minutes, <laughs> yeah. so you know, and that's an unusual thing because you genuinely, obviously, you genuinely care about what you do. You can't be doing this for the for the length of time that you're doing it. You've been, like I said, incredibly generous for your time, and even I, I've asked you as I'm like everybody else. It's like, can you help me as well? You know, everybody, everybody has something, don't they? And, and, it, and it, well, it turns out on the walk this morning, it seems like I've got everything. Got everything yeah. here, so, <laughs> so this is fantastic. I've only just scratched so, the, I've, so just scratched I mean, the I've not even gone deeper, for yeah. <laughs> so so I, since my mother passed away, and weird, I pulled my eyebrows out. It's called trick acupuncture. It. Trichotillomania. Trichotillomania, right? Yeah. So I can't pronounce it, so I, I don't feel like I get any significance from it because I don't really tell anybody about. It. So but you always wear a cap, don't you? So I have so got a cap on now, and that's probably yeah, either consciously or subconsciously, often because it's sunny here. But well, you uh, tell home me, I don't wear a tell cap me now. I've asked you a question. Yeah, but, <laughs> well, well I don't wear a cap at home. I don't wear a cap at home, will they? or even when I'm at restaurants. There we really, have three different caps on. Yeah, well, see, well not all at once because that would have been weird. But yeah, well, well, I just I noticed the change and I that, thought, am I going to see him without a cap? No, well, no, I haven't, no, still haven't done. There you go. <laughs> and uh so this afternoon we're weirdly, there's gonna be some therapy on a boat. Never thought that would happen. We're going on a little speedboat. Oh, we, we have done it before
2: though. We've given therapy on a cruise. Which on is, a cruise ship, yeah, yeah, we Yeah, we had a guy who was on the cruise and he was, you know, it we just hang we right. on,
1: we got yeah. invited to the captain's table for of course dinner. Okay, oh, yeah. so, so we sat around the captain's table trying to be dead posh and really well behaved. And um and so we had a, a singer to our right who'd been stabbed in the head and had a fear of the <laughs> Stabbed nanos. in the head. And then we had to, to my right, and to Nick's <laughs> but not left. Not the time, not at the dinner party. No, 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 so, no. She
0: the knives away oh, So, away.
1: so she couldn't have any cutlery at so like no no knives with her. She could have forks, spoons, right. no knives. So, so this is the first thing. So I'm sat next to a, a young woman who's been stabbed in the head and now has a fear of knives. Nick, uh, conversely, to and I'm sure that this was a big setup um, by the by the captain. Yeah, I just
2: thinking, it's the first time I've thought <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, how fun. Uh, and
1: so. his left had this guy who had an immense fear of. Height, and as a consequence of that could not enjoy um the, the cruise because he couldn't, couldn't go out be... on the top oh, he couldn't okay. on deck all at right. all okay. period so so yeah so we sat there and we're like okay so and we actually did treat both of them and they were both very lovely it's but- quite
2: funny sorry we get stabbed in the head it was a school play so it was a school play and they had a, 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 obviously a pretend knife a, a plastic yeah. one and in this play someone's supposed to come over to her head yeah. and just stop it near her head yeah. and but they couldn't find the pretend one, like, so it was like it come oh, it, she dying. said it was a big knife, one of those big, big ones. Dying. you know? So they couldn't find it, so they just said, "Oh, we'll use this, but be careful." But because it was heavier than the plastic one,
1: went in with force. It,
2: it went in with force, and it was
0: literally stuck in the head. She can
2: on some I should
0: try to deny. Well I was saying because you must have seen just about everything. And we were talking this morning. And so we were on the walk this morning and I thought my only issue was trichoticomania, whatever you call it, um, pulling your eyebrows out for no reason at all. Right. So I thought I thought it was, I thought it was, that was my only issue. But then we, we obviously we saw a big spiders web and uh, and then you went, Oh, you see scared of spiders. I thought, oh, well I didn't know I was. And then he starts talking about needles, who's so scared of needles? I thought, well, I'm scared of needles, or is it blood? I'm scared of blood as well. Both. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm, thinking oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Then the thing that got me though, I'll tell you the thing that got me on the walk this morning, because it's quite Quite smart is this gentleman sitting next to me now he starts talking about the woman who ate her sofa right so so when you said earlier when you said look we we got an hour and by the time we get back on the sofa at this morning, mm-hmm. well, as one case you'd be surprised if there was a sofa left because <laughs> there was, a, there was a woman who was eating herself. No, not the, listen. It sounds like I'm taking Mickey. Yeah. it's obviously no, no, a serious no. condition. I no. appreciate it. But as a headline, it sounds funny. I appreciate It isn't funny, but she was eating sponges and, yeah. and various no
2: the, different people. There was a the lady who was eating the sofa and that she brought, she brought the sofa. In, in, the, the, yeah. They home. brought it on the show and you know, there was like, it was coffee yeah. and basically and, it was a mess and, and we, we worked with her, but I was saying there was also a lady who was addicted to eating sponges uh, and what had happened. And the reason why she was on the show is because she was in one, she was in some magazine and, and the show had picked it up and asked us if we could work with her. And she was eating on average three sponges a day.
0: You see, I know, I know it's serious, but you can't help. And there'll be people listening now that will have a little wry smile. And I know it's not funny, but when you, it's just, it's just the headline that somebody's eating sponges. And I guarantee if that was a, a trailer for this morning, people go, what is going on? But you were saying on the walk is you were saying, but there's, there's no difference between that and you putting your eyebrows out. And I'm like, well, well but I suppose the, there's a point in that. But well, in, in a way, the, the it,
2: classification it, it, is obsessive compulsive disorders. Uh, and, the, and essentially, trichotillomania is classified as, a, as an OCD. Right, I'm not... As is, as is eating sponges, because that's called Pika and it's under the same classification. So so you
0: are in that class. Oh, he knows what he's doing as well. He already knows what he's doing. He knows that I'm going to those guys goes, I'm going to oh, go, I'm not having a disorder. I'm not a person with a disorder, so I'm going to stop doing it. It's <laughs> hard. Yeah, you <he's, he's, laughs> it. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. I love it. So, right, that's it. Just because of you, I'm not going to pull my eyebrows out anymore. It's funny that we were talking uh, yesterday about one of our favourite sketches on uh, YouTube now. Uh, It's by Bob Newhart. Love it. Um, And listen, if you're listening now and after this podcast, and you just want to go... There's there's two things that I would always say on YouTube to watch. One is Jim Carrey juicing, doing a skit on what used to be called The Juice Man, The Funniest Five Minutes, along with Bob Newhart stopping it. So I do it subconsciously. It's like half falling asleep, but I can get on an aeroplane transatlantic with eyebrows Get off and without. And it's just so happened when I've been asleep for eight hours and now I've got so, no eyebrows left. Do you know what? If the, you could do that mm. to the
1: woman at the side of you, she will not need a waxing before holiday, so,
0: <laughs> a leg instead but listen, here's the thing, right? So listen, it's one of those that if anybody sees me after this podcast or whatever, and I've got no eyebrows left, I mean, I'm gonna say, Well, you need to speak to the because it's <laughs> it gets a disease. I find it incredibly difficult to have therapy of any, or even talk. Like, so it's just like, well, I don't need to fix it, which probably it needs I do. <laughs> but then but then it frustrates me because I write you an email and then I come back and I think, just stop it. I come back to Bob Newhart I'm going, just stop it. What you want to do is just stop it. What are you doing? And even when I'm doing it, I'm going, well, just stop it. <laughs> then I'll go, oh no, it feels good. So the challenge that you have, everybody wants a piece of the Speakman action. And of course they do. And that must be very difficult. To balance, because
2: you want to help people, you can't help everyone. We we now get a thousand emails a week Um, asking uh, for help. So, and because basically we. our aim is to get our therapy into the NHS because we, okay. d- we just want to help more people. Yeah. And so what we've had to do is cut our, third, our clinic down and essentially now our clinic's like two days a week because we're working with the universities. we you know, writing books. On, on this morning, because we want to get more awareness, we're writing books. Do you
0: yes. want to
1: explain a,
2: a day in the life of one of your workshops? Oh, Where no, can
1: we find Amazing. You oh, the amazing day. I'm you yeah. why I adore our workshops, because it is a full day and you can see people Come in. They're anxious. They're fearful. You can see they've got issues. They've got low self-esteem, and they come in, and they 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 just look so fragile and so broken. And as the day goes on, it's like piece by piece they're starting to. But come you said
0: together, something very beautiful the other day, where yes, you can be on stage with five thousand people, ten thousand people, and and yes, a lot of those will have change. But you love to see this, and you like to be part of it oh, because you genuinely care yeah, about it. So that's yeah, why yeah, you love amazed. your workshop so much, because you you're part yeah. of it. And you can have a workshop of five thousand people. You don't want that. No. You just that's the point. So it's limited. No, you said it's limited. We
1: limited so, it to, to to numbers. That means that we can we can speak, speak to, to everybody. To uh, that they can, you know. So at every break, every lunch, and even at the end of the day, we don't go until everybody who wants I to speak it. to you us can come that. and have a chat with us, have a photograph, ask us a, a personal question, and and because of what we're teaching throughout the. day, Day, they know the question to ask, so that we literally we can spend five minutes with them at the end of the day and just say right. Boom! They've got the question. They know. They know what they need now, and we can change them just in a, in a sentence.
0: Can't thank you guys enough for coming over, being the people that you are, helping hundreds of thousands of people all around the world, being the magic makers that you are. Looking forward to reading the book. The key to upgrading your life is the first in a series. Looking forward to reading um, the entire series. Good luck with everything that you're doing, and the documentary that you will make, hopefully as well. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the one, the only, the brilliant, exceptional.
2: Here's the spoon.